Welcome to our contemplation of this devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Let us begin as we begin always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us call on the Holy Spirit to inspire us, you and me, so that I can say the right words, and so you may receive the nourishment that you require. Come, O Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle in them the fire of your divine love. Lord, send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. So welcome to this contemplation. The devotion to the Sacred Heart couldn't have come at a more opportune time. We have got used to a new normal. We wear masks. We keep social distancing. We are not allowed to, or we do not hug our children, our grandchildren, our grandparents. We cannot celebrate, you know, parties and birthdays like we used to do in 2019 BC, before COVID. Now, the doctors and nurses tell us that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and we say, how long, O Lord, how long? We have received vaccines, so there is a lot of hope. But this hasn't been the divine plan. This hasn't been according to the divine plan. Right in the book of Genesis, we read in chapter 2, verse 18, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. So after God created man, God created the vegetation, he created birds, he created fish, he created animals, but they were not um, opportune, they were not really of the same level, of the same genre as man to be a companion with him. They couldn't enter into a relationship with them. And so God created woman and the two became one. This is what the God's plan is for us. And then when God wanted to be with us, to be amongst us, God chose to come in flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, and dwelt amongst us. A man like us in all things but sin, so that you and I could see and touch and feel and taste what God is. Now Jesus could appear to us virtually like I am appearing to you, but Jesus did not choose to do that. He chose to come in flesh. And then when he had to return to the Father, he found a way of remaining with us under the species of the sacred bread and the cup of eternal salvation. Jesus, in this great devotion to the Sacred Heart, invites all of us who are stressed, who are anxious, who are overburdened, come to me, for, me, for I am meek and humble of heart, he said. And who among us is not anxious, stressed out, worried. We have had people, our relatives and friends, who have caught the virus and we have been anxious until they recovered. And in some cases they did not recover and we could not give them the funerals that they deserved or in the style that we are used to according to our traditions. We have been badly spiritually undernourished. You and I have been baptized as priests, prophets, and kings, and we have not been able to be a prophet, to witness to the love of God in a world that needs it so very much. And so we have the devotion to the Sacred Heart. 
It's a devotion that helps us at times when we have been wounded by our sins against God, against others, and against ourselves. We have been bruised, we have been wounded, and the sacrament of reconciliation has not been there for us because we are in lockdown. We haven't been nourished by the bread of life. It is, as Pope Francis says to us, food for our journey. And we haven't been able to do that on our journey through this pandemic. We have been married. And where we have been married, just before, with our parents and with, the, and with the, probably a bridesmaid and a groomsman. And yet marriage is supposed to be a sacrament which witnesses to the union of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the Trinity to the faith community, and it should be within our church community. And finally, which is probably hurting us most emotionally, is to see our parents and grandparents in long-term care. And the only way we can contact them is through a glass. We see them, we see their faces. They look at us with eyes that say, what am I doing here? Why can't you come and meet me? And it tears us apart. And therefore, this is the time when the Sacred Heart invites us, come to me, all you are overburdened and are in pain. And so we come to this God and we ask this God, where are you or where can you be? Why are you not with us? And we know that God has been us after all is said and done. He has been with us just like Jesus when he asked his apostles. I don't want to be alone in John chapter 6 when he spoke about my flesh is food indeed, my blood is drink indeed. Many said, we can't take that, it's too much. And they walked away and Jesus did not want to be isolated. And so God has been with us in our isolation because Jesus himself knows what isolation is. He said to his friends, Peter, James and John and the apostles, will you too also leave me? And Peter assured him, where can we go? You have the words of eternal life. And when we have cried, our God has cried with us. Jesus wept over Jerusalem and Jesus weeps with us today as we can't bury our dead, as we cannot receive the sacraments. And this is a Jesus who also cried out like we have cried out so very often. My God, my God, where have you been? Why have you abandoned me? But God hasn't abandoned us. In the Old Testament, God sent priests like Eli and Samuel to nourish the people. He sent prophets like Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jeremiah to strengthen and encourage them. He sent kings like King David to shepherd his people. And he sends us the same today. He sends us the brilliant and wonderful Pope Francis who continues to be a shepherd that smells of sheep. But more especially, we have angels around us that we do not even recognize. They don't have wings around them. They are the nurses and PSWs and doctors who tend to us when we are sick. 
They are the people who are cashiers in our banks and in our grocery stores, who hand over food and money that we need to carry on our everyday life. They are our Uber drivers and taxi drivers who take us from one place to another. And these at a risk of getting the pandemic themselves. These are the angels that we recognize and we say to God, thank you. This is the devotion to the Sacred Heart who has compassion and mercy and who has called us to himself because he says, I will not leave you orphans, as we read in John chapter 14, verse 18. But he tells us that you and I need to abide in him just like the branch abides in the vine. But in order to do that, you and I have to cooperate. And the beauty is that Jesus, the devotion to the Sacred Heart, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, is one of mercy and compassion. It is inviting. It is not forbidding. We, and it is free. You and I don't have to sign on a dotted line. We don't have to give our name, our address, or our credit card. There are no forms to be filled and no small print to be read. There are no conditions whatsoever. Well, I'll take that back. There is one condition, and the condition is what you have freely received, you should share with others. John, Jesus said in John chapter 6, as I've mentioned before, unless you eat of the fresh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you will not have life within you. To put it crudely, we are dead. And so the Sacred Heart invites us. But in order to receive this invitation of the Sacred Heart, we have to have our eyes open to see, our ears open to hear, our hands open to receive, but most especially, our hearts open with generosity. And God himself has been generous to our fault. God has been forgiving. God has been inviting us back, just like the prodigal father again and again. And so we ask that mystery. If you are so loving, you're so forgiving, you can save us. Why did you have to put Jesus through the passion, his death, and his resurrection? And the reality is because that is our life. You and I on an everyday level and sometimes in a single day will have passion, suffering and even death. Not physical death, but emotional death at times. And then there will be the resurrection. And therefore the Sacred Heart, as Jesus would say in the Gospels to Peter and James and John, the Son of Man must go through this in order that he could be for us a support, in order that he could be for us a spring of living water where we could come and drink and never be thirsty again. And more especially, that after drinking of that, we in turn become springs of living water which, where other people can come and slake, slake their thirst. And because of that, because of that wonderful thing, you and I can have what we read in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Love, peace, joy, forbearance, self-control, uh, reaching out to others. And these are the gifts that come to us in our devotion to the Sacred Heart. It is open to everyone. Jesus is always there, even when we don't know. God bless you all.